0: Welcome back to Financial Fitness. I'm your host, Donald Raymond, and today I have the privilege of being joined by Christine Spiak. She's another financial coach. Uh, We both have the same training background, but we approach coaching a little bit differently. So as you know, uh, I said early in the season that I'd be trying to interview some other coaches and uh, bringing you some other relatable content. And uh, so, Christine, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Donald. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Great, great. Well, I I can't wait to talk about, uh, well, today's topic, which is discover your why. Uh, And and you're going to help us understand why that is so important. Um, So real quick, uh, before we dive in, I just want to remind everybody, you can find links to both Christine's uh, website and business at Compass Financial Wellness, as well as Financial Fitness in the show notes. And uh, so we'll have those links as well as uh, some links to some other content that we're going to be d- using and uh, and discussing today. Um, so, Christine, thanks for being on the show. What? Why is the why so important to you?
1: Thank you, Donald, for having me. I really am happy to be here, as I just said. The why is so important because it's not just about learning how to manage your money, how to spend it what you should be spending it on, all the shoulds in life. It's really about creating healthy money habits so you can have longevity with a healthy relationship with your money. So your why may be, I just want to do better. I've been struggling for a long time. It may be, I want to sleep better. I'm tired of waking up being anxious in the middle of the night because did I pay that bill? Oh, I didn't get my paycheck yet and that bill is already due. It may be, I just wanna breathe fully. I don't want this hanging over my head. I don't want this monkey on my back. I don't wanna be anxious. I want to have that financial security, the stability, the foundation, so I can retire one day. It's not just about your present, where you are, what you're trying to accomplish in the short term, but it's, I wanna retire on my terms. I don't wanna have to keep working longer because I have all this debt. I made all these mistakes in my youth that now I have to pay for. That's holding me back from truly uh, living out my future.
0: I'm so glad that you talked about the future. You know, so often we get caught up in the now and, and you know, you know, and I know being a coach, but even uh, I think everybody can relate to the statement living paycheck to paycheck, right? We've all heard it. It's kind of become a social norm. I've heard people say, i can't live any other way. I have to do it this way, right, and of course, we know that's not true and- everybody can make adjustments uh but but what are the adjustments right? How do we identify uh how to get from a paycheck to paycheck scenario to thinking about that long term goal and and getting there there It just seems like maybe somebody uh who's listening to this would think, well, yeah, it'd be great to be financially free but but, the, you know, there's such a wide gap between where I am living paycheck to paycheck and and this concept of financially free. You know, what, what, what should somebody do who's uh, maybe struggling with that idea, you know, thinking it would be great, but I just can't do it.
1: So as coaches, that's exactly what we do. We work with our clients to give them uh, the tools, learning how to write a budget, live on a budget, pay off their debt. But beyond that, it's the path. It's how do you get there? So for me, each client I work with, we come up with an individualized plan for their household of what is the path. Let's assess, let's determine your goals together, and then let's create that plan together. And then as a coach, we offer the accountability piece of really holding them accountable. So they are doing what they need to be doing when they need to be doing so they can create these new healthy money habits to set them up for a lifetime of success. Because Donald, you and I are going to step away, we're not going to be holding their hands for the rest of their lives. We truly want to give them the tools to set them up for a lifetime of financial success. And in doing that, we're teaching them the basics and, and how to live within their means. So they no longer have to live paycheck to paycheck.
0: So I think even what you just said, living within your means, right, uh, is that a social norm today, or is living beyond your means and trying to show people that you can, um, and, and maybe it's not driven by that, but you know this concept of keeping up with the Joneses, it, d- does that seem to ring true with with your clients? Have you have you seen it, and just even outside of clients, just you know interacting with your peer group? Uh, is that is that still a real thing today?
1: Absolutely. Um, before we talk about the today, I want to talk about the past. And I think about my grandmother all of the time. She grew up, her father died when she was little, uh, when she was a toddler. Her mother died on her 18th birthday. Her and her siblings were separated. She had to drop out of school in the eighth grade to work to provide money for her family. She did end up getting her GED in her 50s because she wanted to show her children, my father and my uncle, that education was so important. So her and her generation knew poverty. She never had a doll until she was in her 60s. And my sister and I gave her one for a birthday gift one year. Today's generation is very different because we've become so reliant on credit cards. They didn't have that when my grandmother was growing up. So either you were a have or you were a have not. You could afford it or you couldn't. You know, as time progressed, there are things like layaway, which is okay. You're putting a little money, little money away each month or each paycheck so you can afford to buy something. But now today, we totally have flipped that on on its head and we just charge whatever we want. And we live in this culture of impulsive being impulsive of instant gratification of keeping up with the Joneses. My neighbor went to Disney, took their family. They posted about it on social media. It looks great. They're telling my kids about it. I want to do that too. Let me borrow money or charge a trip to Disney, whatever the thing may be. But if you compare that to my grandmother's generation, they didn't do that. She dropped out of school to work, to provide for her family. We, we don't have that that same mentality and mindset today. If we have a gap, we just charge it. We figure out how are we going to do it? How are we going to pay for it? When when the time comes, when the bill comes, we, we handle it then.
0: And you said mentality, and I think that's right. You know, keeping up with the Joneses is one way to put it, but it's it's really more of a, and I've heard it put this way uh, in, in a more current terms, buy now, pay later, right? So, I get the thing now. I don't have to be patient. I don't have to exercise discipline. I don't have to save. I don't have to plan. I get the thing. Uh, and then that's typically followed by a lot of buyers remorse in in many cases, right we, we get it we enjoy it for a day uh, it's like Christmas morning right and then but then the reality sets in that first bill comes I'm not getting the same you know satisfaction or pleasure out of, out of whatever it is that I bought uh, or it's a momentary thing like you said you know going to Disney now maybe you create some mem- memories there uh, but what's wrong with going to Disney next year after you've made a plan to go ahead and you know, save up for that vacation. Um, I, I talked to someone recently that wanted to put a pool in their backyard and, you know, the, the question was to, to a financial coach, what's the right kind of loan? Well, how should I borrow this money so I can put in this pool? And, you know, without, without putting on the coach hat, I just, you know, grace, gracefully, because they weren't a client of mine said, said, listen, you know, you're, you're, um, your best bet is not to borrow any money. What I would recommend is that you plan, you save, and you put in the pool. And they said, yeah, no, I know, that would be great, but yeah, I don't think I, I can do that in my my situation, my circumstances. And so it's this life lived in circumstance as opposed to purpose or intention, right? And, um, and, and people, I think, uh, you know, they can get – uh, I don't know. Is loss the right word or is, uh, if you said impulsive. I think that's that's probably a better word. People become impulsive with the idea that they can have it now, finance it, and then manage the cash flow. And I think the danger there, or at least where I, my position on this is the danger in the buy now, pay later really isn't the fact that you've done the math and you know, you can make the payments and, you know, maybe you made an impulsive purchase, but you made that decision based on your current reality, and, and what, we, what none of us know is the future. And so now this idea of buy now, pay later has potentially put us at risk of not being able to pay that debt or having to sacrifice something else of greater value or a higher priority, something that might be a need, might have to be put off or sacrificed for a want. And that, to me, is how things have gotten you know so upside down. Would you agree?
1: Yes, absolutely. And you said a lot of key things in there, one being intentionality. So I'm a very visual person and I can picture a human on a hamster wheel and we're just going and going and going. And we don't even think about really where we're spending our money or why we are spending our money on these things. Is a trip to Disney what I want to do for my family or do I just get in my head? It's what I should do. And when we're living in that mindset, we're not being intentional. When you add credit cards on top of that, then you're certainly not being intentional because if you're not cash flowing your purchases, then you're truly not being mindful about the purchases you're making. Does this add value to my life? Do, does it bring me joy? Do I want this thing, this trip, this clothing? Or is it easy, it's accessible, I'm being impulsive?
0: I saw somebody else with that or wear that, and it looked good on them, right? So now I'm going to get it for myself, and I know where to get it, I know how to get it. Barriers to entry are very low these days.
1: Very, very low. And so... I want to put barriers up. I want to put a barrier between you and your money. Not that I don't want you to have fun or not spend it because that is not the messaging at all. I just want you to be intentional with what you're spending your money on and then diligent. Only spend your money on the things that, that you want in your life and that you need in your life. And the needs really have to outrank the wants. Absolutely. If you're putting your wants ahead of your needs, then how are you paying your rent, your mortgage?
0: We've got an easy car. step one, don't we? <laughs> yes. No, I, I think that's so so crucial in the mindset, you know, going back to the mentality. If if needs are being put aside for wants, or there's an idea that, you know, we'll we'll deal with it when we have to, right? Put off that expense, uh, it, it can get out of control very, very quickly. The
1: pandemic showed us that anything that that we're doing can be changed in a second. Life can change in a second. So if you're living on a credit card and then you lose your job for whatever reason or a reduction in pay for whatever reason, now you have to go back in time and pay for the choices you've already made instead of getting your paycheck today and choosing where you want it, where you want your money to go, which is why the why is so important. So, so how do we do that, Donald? How do we determine our why? Can I share that with you? Please. So, it really comes down to short term and long term goals. And if you're with a partner, have a spouse, then you really have to do this piece together. So, short term goals can be financial and non financial. Mm -hmm. Maybe the short term goal is I want to go a day without spending any unnecessary money. Great. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's a month. Maybe long-term goals are, I want to get all my credit card debt paid off. Okay, so now you have your why. Short-term and long-term. Well, now let's take those as our fuel and our motivation. So when we get paid, we're choosing how we want to spend our money. And our whys are at the top of our lists, right underneath our needs. So if we have our short-term goals and we start working on those, as we accomplish them, they're the motivation and the momentum that keep us going to work on those longer-term goals. So you have to let your why be your motivation, which is how you truly have successful, uh, create a new successful habits, healthy habits with your money.
0: Healthy habits, yeah. So you said something, and you may have said it already, uh, and, and I just missed it, but as we were preparing uh, you said something about having healthy money habits or creating healthy money behaviors, uh, and, and I don't remember exactly how you put it. Do you?
1: Well, learning how to manage your money is is really easy, right? It's basic math. Anybody can learn how to manage their money, but it's creating the new healthy money habits and the behaviors that are really going to set you up for success and create, and create that change uh, that you're looking for, that you're wanting, that you're craving. So... Learning how to write a budget, check. Can teach that to you in an hour. That's right. Changing your habits. Now that takes a lot more time and effort. And
0: that goes Isn't back it? to this relationship that we were talking about with the money, right? So if if it's just a management program, right? Teach you how to do a budget check. Easy. No problem. Are you actually gonna do it though? Now you go home, you're on your own, you have to build a budget. <laughs> Uh, at least the way I teach, and so I, I'll I'll let you talk about how you do it. But the way we do a budget, it's a living, breathing organism, right? It's never the same month to month. the The needs change, the priorities change. Uh, you may you may have a kid, you know, in the next year, and that's going to change everything, right? Uh, you may you may send a kid to college, or they may graduate from college. That's going to change, right? So all of these dynamics are ever evolving in front of us, and I, I've. Worked with several people, and I've known people who have a static budget, and I don't believe, uh, and I think that we're aligned here. Uh, so I'll let you share your your side of this as well. But um, my coaching always centers around the idea that that budget has to be a living, breathing document that changes and evolves with your life right? That way it's, it never becomes these handcuffs. Um, you know, A license to spend is oftentimes more freeing than the handcuffs that prevent you from spending. Uh, and what I mean when I say that, I'll, I'll use another word that you used, which is one of my favorite words, which is intentionality, right? So we want to give you a license to spend. We want you to build an active budget every single month, and we want you to spend all your money. Right? We want you to intentionally spend it every month and start building those good behaviors and that good relationship with where the money's going, how it's being used, and how it's blessing, hopefully blessing, your life. As opposed to building walls and creating uh, unnecessary risk uh, and potentially falling into financial traps that create hardships and then having to recover from those things, wouldn't life be a lot better if we could avoid those traps and live a life on purpose?
1: Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I approach uh, teaching about the budget the exact uh, same way in terms of it is a leaving, living, breathing document that changes every month. December is very different than January, which is very different than July, which is different than September. So your budget has to change every month. But once you learn how to create and write a budget, in the beginning, it's awkward, it takes time. But once you get there, then you're there then you're tweaking each month and it becomes really second nature i like i like to maybe go out on a limb here for a minute and think about an olympic athlete you don't wake up one morning and say i want to go to the olympics and be a, a great skier be a gold champion at, be, you know in skiing it takes time. It takes a plan. It takes a coach. It takes adjustments to the plan, reassessing, reevaluating. And it's truly the same with achieving your own financial goals. Are you going to get a gold medal at the end from some Olympic board or committee? No, but you're going to get the financial freedom that you can retire and you can choose to live the life that you want in your retirement or throughout all of your life. So the budget, the why, everything that we do and everything that we teach is really, it's your game plan. It's like, it's okay. How do I do these things to achieve XYZ? Now I know that I have a coach who's helping me. I get there and I'm celebrating because I did it. I achieved it. It wasn't I failed again. How did I do this again? You actually get there.
0: Celebrate the wins. And it's a lot more fun to celebrate a win than give yourself a penalty for a loss, right? Or missing a goal. Um, You've talked about goals a lot. And and, uh, goals are, are, as you know, a passion of mine. I'm known for saying, have actions that align with your goals in support of your values. but how do we start, you know, I know you have kind of a, a two-step, and as we're winding down here, we've unpacked a lot, but there's there's two th- key things, I think, um, that you wanted to mention as far as, as actions that can be taken, th- practical things that can be done uh, to start working you closer to your why and also build those some of those good habits, some of those good money behaviors and habits that are associated with Uh, the relationship that we want to have or that we recommend having with money?
1: Absolutely. So, first thing, whether it's a brain dump, whether it's bullet points, um, when you can sit down, take the time and journal about your short-term and your long-term goals, non-financial and financial, get them out of your head onto paper, read them, give life to them. Once you see them and you just get all of that out of your head and start organizing it, then it's like, yeah, this is my why. This is really, I don't want the trip to Disney. I want X, Y, Z. And then when you see that, that's great, but that's only step one. Now you have to decide or determine how am I gonna make this achievable? And that's taking these why short-term and long-term goals and then putting them into a goal tracker, assigning some dates to them. Um, and again, non-financial, financial, but what can we accomplish in quarter four of the end of 2022? And set yourself up for success. Make a short-term goal. I'm only going to buy coffee once a week because I know I'm blowing my food budget by eating out so much. Great. Set yourself up for success with goals you can achieve. Track it. Journal about it. And that's truly the starting point. When I'm working with clients, that's what I teach them how to, how to get going.
0: One of my favorite quotes is, make a small change today and learn from it. Make a bigger change tomorrow. Learn from that. Repeat, right? And it never stops. Yes. So yeah, I love what you brought to the table. So So I heard two two things. I heard journal uh, as often and frequently as you can. Uh, more is better, obviously, but but journal, right? Just get those thoughts out, start developing those ideas. Turn the thoughts into words on paper. It'll change how you look at your own thoughts. Uh, and then the other one was that goal tracker. Like, start actually building out those short-term goals and checking them off. Build the behaviors associated with achieving your goals, and you start feeling better about the work that you're doing. Right? You start you start actually getting excited. Uh, may, maybe not, but I get excited about building a budget. You know, having a plan, putting a putting a um, you know a fund in place so that we can go do the trip to Disney. Right. And, uh, and so we do that every year. Our ski our annual ski trip is not just a foregone conclusion. It's a fund. And if we don't fund it, we don't go. Uh, but we want to go, right? It's it's almost become a value. It really is just a goal that supports a value. But that ski trip provides a lot of family time. And it takes us, we get to unplug. We go to a place in the mountains where there there is no internet and there is no cell phone, you know. So it's just us and it's the mountains and it's the snow. We have to build fires. And it's just, a it's different, right? So... Uh, it, it provides, it, it fills us up, it fuels us, you know, for the next uh, part of the season as we're getting into the end of that school year and preparing for summer. And uh, I want to be able to do that every year. There are sacrifices I will make to be able to achieve that goal, right? But I can't do that the day before the trip, right? I have to plan the entire year to make sure that this trip is secure. So absolutely, I, I love uh, the idea and the concept and the time that you talked about is so critical because the short-term goals even take a little bit of time, but the long-term goals are a lifetime commitment. Uh, but I, as you said, uh, we get better and better at uh, going through the processes and the behaviors associated with achieving them. And I think that's really where the uh, the power and the value probably uh, in, in this whole conversation lives. Is, it's directly associated with, Turning that management system into a lifestyle change. Right? We know we know how to do it. But changing our behavior, changing our culture, changing our relationship and our view and our behaviors associated with money, that's what takes time, but it's also what has the most value. I love it. Yes.
1: Yes. So So may, may I share one more thing before we go? Watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. We do have the choice. We may not feel like it. We don't know what we don't know. Maybe we don't know how to get there. But we can take actions that become our destiny. Progress over perfection. So treat yourself kindly. And go and
0: do it. Well said. Go and do it. So uh, that is a great segue into the end of every episode, which I try to always issue a challenge. And so today's challenge is going to be follow Christine's advice. Go start journaling. Build a goal tracker. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It'll evolve over time. You'll find different ways to motivate yourself and write things down, but just start doing it. Take the action today to start a journal Maybe you've started a journal, but maybe you're not interacting with it frequently. You know, just set maybe your first goal is to journal once a week, right? And uh, start spending more intentional time really getting those thoughts on paper, both financial and non financial goals. I I love that you separated the two ideals. So we're not only going to focus on finance and destroy the family time and the quality of life because we're so committed to this financial commit, you know, goal and commitment and lifestyle, right? We're going to use that as a vehicle to, to stand up and, and foundationalize our lives. Right. And so all of a sudden the, the finances are not in the way it's, it's the thing that allows us to move forward and to reach those goals. Uh, and I think that that might be for some people a, um, a little bit of a, a change of, of view, right? A change of mentality, a different lens, a different filter to look at these things. Well, Christine, thank you for uh, for being on the show. Um, I think, is there another quote that might, uh, that might help people take the action that you like to use? Yes, yeah. yes,
1: yes. So this is another one that resonates with me that I don't have to read. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Right now. So take the action. The days are long, the weeks, months, and years fly by. If you don't schedule the time to take action, then before you know it, it's next week, it's next month, it's next year, and you're in the same place that you are.
0: We don't want regrets. We want results. Exactly. Yep. I love it. Well, thank you for being on the show. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope we get to do it again.
1: Thank you very much for having me today, Donald. This is a subject I'm very passionate about because my life with my family changed substantially um, from taking these actions. So, I just want to help other people. That's truly what it comes down for me. I walk the walk. I talk the talk. I'm never going to tell you what you should do in your life. That's for you to choose. I just want to really empower you to make the choices that suit you and suit your life. So thank you for having me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm really excited for what we have planned for the future. So stay tuned.
0: Me too. Well said. Well, thank you, Christine. And as always, stay focused, stay intentional and improve your financial fitness. We'll see you next time.